Southern parts of Africa continues to suffer its worst drought in decades. In 2018, there was concerns that the water in Cape Town might actually run out, so uh, that gives you an idea of how long it's been going on. A strong jet stream keeps things lively back in the UK. The strongest winds into Friday are likely to be across the south and southwest of the country, with some gale force gusts likely in places. It's Thursday, the 12th of December, and you're listening to Weather Snap from the Met Office. Hello, I'm Claire Nazir, and you're listening to Weather Snap, an insider's guide to the week's weather brought to you direct from Met Office HQ. Earlier this week, many newspapers published photos of Victoria Falls. It's considered one of the seven natural wonders of the world, located on the border of Zambia and Zimbabwe in southern Africa. During the region's wet season, the Zambezi River sends 5 million cubic metres of water cascading over the falls every minute. However, this week's pictures provide a stark reminder of what's been happening weather-wise across this part of the world. Although December is typically the beginning of the wet season, the falls are running at a fraction of their normal level, with dry rock exposed to a very dry sky. The drought officially began way back at the end of October 2018. Widespread failure of rain during the 2018-19 wet season that normally runs from November to March means that currently 1.2 million square kilometres of southern Africa from Angola to South Africa is suffering from an extreme lack of water. The land is parched, leaving dangerously low river levels across the Zambezi. This river provides water to millions of people as it flows towards the Indian Ocean. So, why so dry for so long? I spoke to Mark Sidaway from the Met Office Global Guidance Unit. Mark, there's been an awful drought across more southern countries of Africa for quite some time. Probably going back a good couple of years now that we've not seen a great deal of rainfall in this region. In 2018, there was concerns that the water in Cape Town might actually run out. So uh, that gives you an idea of how long it's been going on. At the same time, there's heavy rains across East Africa. Is this related? Indirectly, I suppose, yeah. We've seen the rains pick up across eastern parts of Africa further north in recent weeks and months, which is linked into something called the Indian Ocean Dipole, which is a contrast in sea surface temperatures across the Indian Ocean. OK, let's, let's slow down a little bit. Explain what the Indian Ocean Dipole is. It's a contrast sea surface temperature anomalies from western to eastern parts of the Indian Ocean. And this year, we've seen a very strong positive Indian Ocean dipole. That means the sea surface temperatures in the western side of the Indian Ocean have been much higher than average. Uh, that borders yeah. the coastline of um, Africa. Of Africa, yeah. And where you get warm sea surface temperatures, it's more efficient to generate heavy showers and thunderstorms, which uh, then affect the eastern side of the continent. But then you don't get that easterly flow inland. Yeah, it's not made it that far south yet. There's a lot of delicate ecosystems in this region, particularly where the Victoria Falls sits, because even when it's not raining, the action of water means that there's a lot of water vapour in the atmosphere. And that's where some of the most interesting rainforests are. And that delicate ecosystem is suffering. The Zambezi River has natural variation in the amount of water flowing through it, we should point out first. And this is traditionally the time of year when the flows are at their lowest. They're just coming into the rainy season, so we expect to see the amounts of water pick up soon. So the dry season stretches from April, would you say? 
Yes, this is very different types of weather to that we see in the UK. It's very, very seasonal. Whereas in the UK, we can get rain pretty much at any time of the year. These parts of the world, that's not the case. They have a very distinct dry season and they have a very distinct rainy season. Okay, so in the press, we're going further south now, in the press this week, there have been some harrowing pictures of Sydney under smoke. And this is down to the bushfires, which have been raging across this state. Yeah, again, a prolonged drought. The rains have just not arrived in these regions as you would normally expect. So can we relate what's going on in Australia, the drought conditions, the heat in Australia and the bushfires to the Indian Ocean Dipole? Yes, we can, Claire, yeah. Whereas the warm anomalies in the sea surface temperatures are off the African coast, it's the opposite close to Australia. Sea surface temperatures are colder than average. It's a bit counterintuitive, really. You'd think, that well, that might make it colder, but it, colder uh, temperatures mean less rainfall and drier conditions, more sunshine. So over the continent, it actually gets hotter. What's the forecast for New South Wales in terms of rainfall for the next few days? Well, there is some rain expected there, but it's very much in the form of showers, so it's quite sporadic and probably not enough to make a significant impact on these bushfires. Mark Sidaway, thank you very much. Slightly closer to home, it's been a different story with much of Europe seeing unsettled conditions the Aegean Sea, southern Turkey, Cyprus, Syria, Lebanon and Israel will see heavy showers and possibly severe thunderstorms into the weekend. Rainfall amounts will be high, with some places seeing up to 100 millimetres in just a few hours. Flash flooding, large hail, lightning and damaging winds are likely with the possibility of isolated tornadoes and water spouts. Also, there is a continued risk of heavy rain for Western Europe and across mountainous areas this will fall as snow through the rest of this week and into next week. The most significant rainfall is expected across southern and western parts of France and also into northern Iberia where up to 75 millimetres of rain is expected but it could be locally as high as 200 millimetres. Now, this is down to a powerful Atlantic jet stream that will drive a successive number of active weather fronts towards this region. And it's the jet stream that will keep things wet and sometimes wintry across the UK during the next few days. Here are the details for the UK from Deputy Chief Forecaster Martin Young. At the moment, there's a very powerful jet stream propagating eastwards across the Atlantic between much colder air to the north and warmer air to the south. It has been driving a number of weather systems eastwards across the UK and by Friday it will leave a westerly flow across the country with some showers and some longer spells of rain and quite windy conditions in places. The strongest winds into Friday are likely to be across the south and southwest of the country with some gale force gusts likely in places. First thing on Friday we do expect some frost around, particularly across Scotland. Although we've got bands of showers around on Friday, which will be affecting western areas in particular, there'll be some more favoured areas with some drier, brighter slots, particularly eastern England. On Friday night, it looks as if the very strong jet stream will drive a small depression very quickly eastwards to affect probably southernmost parts of the country. At the moment, there's still a little bit of uncertainty about its track, but the strongest winds and the rain are probably more likely just to affect the extreme south. Into Saturday, it looks as if many parts will have a brighter interlude, but still with some squally showers around, 
and some more frequent prolonged showers up in the northwestern part of Britain. Those could give some snow on high ground. Into uh, Saturday night, we've got to watch the possibility of another weather system coming in from the Atlantic, which will primarily affect England and Wales. With the uh, colder air to the north of it, it's possible that it could give some snow over parts of Wales, perhaps the North Midlands and Northern England, for a time at any rate. It does look as if the high ground areas will be most likely to catch that, but there is a possibility that it could extend to lower levels, depending on how intense the system is. The trend into next week, the good news is that things will probably quieten down for a bit on Monday, with more in the way of dry and bright weather around. By midweek, things are going to change again, and we'll see a resumption of windier and possibly wetter weather again. But it does look as if it will become milder generally following the recent quite cold weather. Thanks, Martin. And now here's Martin Bowles with last week's highs and lows. Here are the UK weather extremes for the week between Tuesday the 3rd of December and Monday the 9th of December. The mildest place was London City Airport, which reached 14.0 Celsius on Friday. Unusually, the coldest place in the UK was also in the south of England. A temperature of minus 5.7 was recorded at South Farnborough in the early hours of Friday. The place with the most daily rainfall was Acknagart in northwest Scotland, where 79 millimetres of rain was recorded during Saturday. That's about three inches. The brightest spot was East Morling in Kent, where 7.8 hours of sunshine was measured on Tuesday. Thank you, Martin. Well, that's it from Weathersnap. I'm Claire Nazir. Producer this week was Adrian Holloway. Weathersnap is a podcast by the UK Met Office.